Welcome to Monday on the Mic, the podcast that takes hair care seriously. Each month, we'll be having in-depth conversations with hair care experts and industry insiders, covering everything from ingredient intel and FAQs to hair trends and hot tips. On this episode of Monday on the Mic, Dom Bowden speaks to Jamie Lupton, girl boss and founder of Monday Hair Care. They talk about how the brand came about, what it was like launching in the middle of COVID-19, and how she's balancing living and working with her partner, Nick. Enjoy. So good to be sitting here with Jamie. Now, first, I was thinking, Jamie, when did we first meet? Oh, Like, how long gosh. have we known each other? Probably, I was 17 when we met. 17. So 10 years ago. <laughs> 11 years ago. I'm 36 now, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 36 um, or 10 years. Yeah, yeah. So I guess just to give some context, you know, Jamie and I have known each other for, for a long time, and I've seen how hard she's worked to, to get to to where she is now. Uh, and I want to kind of dig into that. I want to kind of start with that idea, uh, you know, us as humans, you know, we look at a hundred people that might be uh, consuming our product and 99 love it and then one doesn't, right? And, and and that's the thing we focus on. And I know that you've had some real challenges in the last couple of months with trying to navigate through that. So how have you found the resilience and also how hard has that been? Yeah, I think, you know, you hear about it. You hear about this cancel culture. You hear about people going through this, but I think it's very different going through it yourself. You've got to dig deep. You know, my mum taught me always, you know, resilience, 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 but you do. You've got to dig deep and find that grit to really overcome some of, you know, just the nasty stuff that said, nasty stuff and untrue stuff. Um, so, yeah, it's been a real learning curve. Uh, yeah, I know, and I think that a lot of people can learn from the way that you deal with it. And I know we're going to get in, into Nick and, and working with Nick in, in a minute, but the one thing I admire about him is, mm-hmm. is how hardworking he is, mm-hmm. you know, and you talk about resilience. Mm-hmm. How much have you learnt about you know, the work that's needed to, to make something a success? Yeah, I think I was a little bit naive um, when we set out to do Monday. Um, you know, I started out, oh, this will be a cool passion project. Um, you know, I love all things beauty. It's been a real interest of mine, but kind of the nature of the beast, the more I got into it, the more it became my baby. Um, you are completely all consumed by it. And I think interestingly, I found a new, um, level of respect for Nick. Um, I understood why he worked 24-7, literally 24-7. People think I lie when I say that, but no, he's working till 2 a.m. You know he's going to hear this as well, yeah. so <laughs> newfound respect for him. He's yeah, going to love that. But honestly, like I, I, you know, if he had to just do one more email or one more call pre-Monday, I'd be like, get off your phone. That's so rude. Um, now I'm like, I get it. Like I'm now sneaking to the toilet doing emails uh, when we're having a family dinner, not him. So yeah, a new level of respect for sure. We were just joking before this interview started. You know, people are saying, oh, you've got the rich boyfriend. It's so easy. It's so easy. But it is, it's so much harder than anyone could ever imagine. I mean, we all look at products and go, oh, I think I could do that. Or we go into a cool restaurant, you know, and we're like, oh, this would be so cool. I'm going to bring this back. I remember when I did an interview with Cecilia Robinson mm-hmm. and she said the amount of people that come up to her almost daily and say, I thought of my food bag first. <laughs> and they're like, but you didn't do, do it. it. Exactly. And, and so to, 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 to have the foresight mm-hmm. to be able to create a product as opposed to just be a fan of a product, what gave you that? Uh, it's, it's, yeah, what gave you the, the insight to be able to do that? Yeah, well, I think obviously there's no denying Nick's super successful in his own right, but 
each of these businesses that he's taking on or each of these opportunities that cross his path, they have to be sound in a business sense. He's not just doing this because I'm his girlfriend. You know, (laughs) seriously, I have to prove myself, I would say, harder than anyone else in that office, you know, because I didn't, you know, I wasn't the top of my class at high school. I finished high school. I went to university. um, I had a great career in PR. Um, before doing this. So, you know, I ticked a lot of the boxes, but I, but I'm not that scholar um, that a lot of the staff he's hired or surrounds himself with. These are really smart kids. That's not me, but I think I've got the grit. Um, I've got the determination to really essentially prove a point to say, you know, I can do this too. Um, and I think if anyone takes anything away from this podcast is you don't need to be the smartest in the room. You just have to stick with it day in, day out and have a vision. I think a vision and where you want to be or what you want to build, it's really important to, to focus on that. And I think that's, that's important because a lot of people will be listening to this. And, and the one thing I hope that they might get out of it is to look and go, okay, this is maybe something that I could do or certainly work towards. Just take us back to that first, I guess, seed of an idea, mm-hmm. right? So there's there's hair product. There's some amazing hair product out there. Uh, what did you see as the opportunity and, and what was sort of day, day one? Yeah, sure. Uh, me and Nick walk the supermarket aisles. I mean, it is now a hobby of mine. It was never originally a hobby of mine. <laughs> um, but we were walking, um, yeah, walking the supermarket shelves. And, you know, I was helping him a lot with all these other brands, obviously with my background being PR, you know, I'd worked on some of the um, most incredible brands ever built. Um, so Land Rover, Dom Perignon, all in the luxury space. Um, you know, I said to him, what about hair care? We walked past it and it's just, there's something about everything that's on the shelf that's kind of cut from the same cloth. It's all, it's it's very noisy and the whole purpose of Monday is to, you know, whisper when everything else is shouting. Um, and we wanted to create a hybrid product. So we wanted to create something that, you know, was an awesome product in between, you know, salon and supermarket because people people want to be a part of those brands. People want, you know, they don't want to pay hundreds and hundreds of dollars, but they still want a beautiful packaging, a beautiful experience, a beautiful story. Um, and so that's where Monday was kind of born. Well, me and some buddies have started a crowdfunding page to get a Mondays for men. I mean, what's going on, Jamie? We need to sort of have a shampoo, conditioner, body wash. Do you know what, though? Pink can be for men, too. (laughs) The amount of people that we've said, you know, I know it's pink, but I love it. It's interesting, interesting actually, because we have a lot of people message us saying, my partner's been, you know, even my partner's using it all. My partner's, I've noticed he's been using it even though it's pink. So it's a a funny thing to discuss in the Monday office. Well, that that pink colour and the bottle Mm -hmm. and the name. Mm -hmm. Talk us through how that came to be. Look, I had a very clear vision from the get-go on kind of where I wanted to position this brand. I think, um, you know, we're marketing to millennials and Gen Zs. I'm on the cusp of a millennial. Um, (laughs) Still a millennial. Um, And I think... You know, we wanted to create something that, you know, looked luxury but was accessible. That was what was really important to us and important for me as a female. You know, I have spent hundreds and hundreds of dollars, half my paycheck sometimes, at Mecca buying various new products. Um, And that's not only me, it's all my girlfriends. We just consume, consume all these beauty products because it's essentially a hobby for us. It's like, you know, Nick plays golf. Girls love beauty brands. They love talking about it with their girlfriends. There's a real community around it. So we wanted to create 
replicate that, but we also wanted to do it um, at a much better price point and making it more accessible for more people. The thing is, you you launched this brand and you did it really well. Mm -hmm. COVID comes along uh, literally right in the middle, just before you guys were going to launch. At at what point do you go, okay, we need to to put, put a hold on this. We need to... Pull back, not push forward. Interestingly, yeah, COVID was probably my first big challenge um, that we faced with the brand. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know whether we should launch because COVID and lockdown happened week one of our launch. So I was like, do we go before? Do we go after? And I just turned to Nick. I said, I think we've got to go. He's like, yeah, let's get everything out there. We were launching the next week um, with the supermarkets. So I had to, and, and when I say we had to get everything out, there was all our influencer kits, press gone, all our press, get Georgia face of the brand to start posting and, and build all that hype. We decided to go. Um, so I called up my mum because we were, we were all planned to send everything the following week. Called up my mum, um, Trish, and she came into the office and dispatched, yeah, a thousand influencer kits for us, um, she worked yeah into the night really across four days to get everything out before lockdown. And actually, lockdown restrictions had started, so everyone was working from home. You're only allowed one person in the office, which was my mum, dispatching everything while we were focusing on getting everything else out. But it was definitely a challenge for us. I think the crazy thing is, is if we stop and think. I don't think, I think we are one of the only brands in New Zealand that did launch around COVID because interestingly, talking to our buyer and talking to other people, everyone else held their products. So we had a bit of a clear run in terms of what was being launched to market. Um, So I think it was a blessing that we decided to go. Lots of brands um, stayed clear of launching around COVID, but we just thought we're in the eye of the storm. Let's just go. And then... You know, it was madness, right? Madness, I yeah. I would post, you know, when when I when you would send me some stuff and I literally would have, you know, 30, 40 people straight away, I need this, I want this, I'll 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 buy it off you. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you talking about? It's five dollars, it's gonna <laughs> I can't get it anywhere. So you you can't have anticipated that. But but what's going right. through your head as that's happening? It's so weird because even though, you know, we sold six months worth of stock in four weeks, I was getting photos. I was probably getting anywhere between 50 and 100 photos of um, friends or followers or people I knew sending me empty shelves or sending me when they found it. Um, But it's a really surreal feeling. Obviously, that is a result of it going well. But inside my own head, I was still paranoid. I was like, "Is is that lined up? Is that lined up? Are we still doing this? I never focused really on the success I don't think I've ever focused on the success of it. I think we're just constantly looking at what I can do next. I've already, yeah, it's weird. You don't dwell on it. Um, well, you, you and I have talked about this, you know, on a personal level mm. around being in the moment and enjoying it because this mm-hmm. only happens once. You yeah. know, are you at a place now where you can at least sit back and and enjoy the success? Not yet. It's really weird. I, I feel like because... New Zealand, Australia, it's, you know, it's where we're starting, but it's not the end goal. And the ambition we have, God, I'm only probably one ten ten thousandth of the way through. I think it's important though, isn't it? I mean, it is important to all the way along, 
the journey. Yeah. Because no, you're right. You're completely right. I'm just not good at it. And also, I don't think, you know, Nick being my partner, he's not good at it mm. either. So I think as a team, that's definitely a work on for us. And in the interviews that I've done with people in very similar roles, no one's good at it in yeah. that space. You yeah. know, but then when they get older and, and they're at the end, they kind of, all they want to talk about is on the way up, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it is a tough one to navigate through. And I guess there's also this huge impact that the brand has. So the brand comes along and within two months, sort of everyone knows about this. It, it, it sort of feels you had a two to three year brand story mm-hmm. that happened in, in, in two months. Help us understand how much you were having to think on your feet during that time. I think for us as the brand, we had these plans in the pipeline for two years but from a consumer point of view, it looked like everything came out in a bang. But that was very strategic from us in terms of a marketing point of view. Obviously, my background's PR, so I kind of know the timeline on on how things work. And we had a very clear strategy, a kind of seven-layer approach, and everything was timed very strategically. So obviously, um, I was teasing it very early on, and that, I think, in itself created a little bit of buzz around the product. And then we had Georgia um, Fowler, who's obviously one of our um, top um, expat models, who's actually an old friend of mine from primary school, as the face of the brand. So she started posting about it. We then did the series with tastemakers or leaders in their fields um, who started to promote the brand and then their circles. And it just kind of had this organic momentum. And I think where we really saw results was with the press outreach and strategy. So all that press, I think this is really interesting to lots of people with marketing background, all that press was organic. So I think you dream of launching a product like this. Obviously, I've launched hundreds of products um, in my PR career, and this is kind of what you hope for. But just that organic momentum and hype around a brand, um, we seem to be able to harness that. Um, you know, after our Vogue partnership and posting about that, it kind of took a life of its own, which I think is testament to the team and obviously all the marketing initiatives we've done behind the scenes, but also to the product. And also, I think of our time. People wanted an accessible product. We kind of met that demand at the very perfect time. Monday Hair Care is changing the hair game by making luxury accessible. Our products cost you less, but don't compromise on results. Look out for our cute pink bottles on your supermarket shelf. Monday, high quality hair care, happy wallets. In this world we live in, you know, tension is everything. Mm-hmm. Attention is the currency. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so to get that organic press is what every brand mm-hmm. or, you know, even you know, no matter what field you're in, uh, it, it is a dream scenario. So mm-hmm. if you could try and boil down, you know, what 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 is their secret sauce? You know, if someone's trying to launch something, what would you say are the, are the things they should be thinking about to sort of, uh, sort of emulate that? Result. It's a really good question. I don't think it's one thing, and I think that's what um, we harnessed with Monday quite well, is it's probably 20 things that you need to manage down to a fine art. And I think what I had the luxury to be able to do was from launching all these brands in New Zealand, and I lived in Australia um, and Sydney for some time, was I pulled in every little thing that I knew worked when I launched a product and I harnessed that and I did 
every one of those things with Monday. I tried and tested them. I knew they worked. And that is why I think we created such hype with Monday is it wasn't just one thing. You know, there was a partnership with Georgia. There was amazing press. We had beautiful bespoke influencer boxes going out. We had, you know, editors talking about the brand. We went to all the media. We, you know, we created this real buzz because it wasn't just one thing. Um, And I think that's the key takeaway. Is it about also creating... Uh, a storyline mm-hmm. that fits in with where people are in the world right now. People don't have as much money as they yeah. used to. They they want to look after themselves, but there's some things they just can't spend uh, money on. Uh, and so it's like going, hey, what are what is going to be well received? Mm-hmm. I think Nick does this, you know, mm-hmm. really well with a, a lot of the stuff he launches. It's mm-hmm. like this is looking, and I don't want to say the word disruption, but mm-hmm. it's looking for markets that are, are stale. Uh, but also serving a, you know, helping fix a problem. Yeah, I think it's it's finding that white space, right? Like no one had really done hair care the way Monday has, you know, making it accessible, still making a beautiful product, making it look good, you know, creating this marketing campaign people were talking about and wanted to be a part of. I think we were lucky that we launched at a time where a product being accessible was kind of a key pillar. Like we're lucky that was timing. That wasn't that wasn't us. Uh, we didn't create the pandemic <laughs> to make a successful okay. brand. That's... But um, we, yeah, we were lucky. One of the other things that happened, and again, it's happened before to, to Nick, is that you wake up the sleeping giants, which are these big brands mm-hmm. that have really not been tested or challenged in a very long time. How's that been? It's been interesting. I never knew business was so cutthroat. No one pre-warned me, um, which sounds so naive saying that now. But interestingly, AJ from Asano, who was obviously a competitor of ours, we were out um, at dinner one night. He came up to our table and he said, you know, are you Jamie from Monday? I was like, yes. Hi, how are you going? Thinking, God, what is he going to say to me? And he said, you know what? Congratulations. You've completely disrupted supermarket hair care and you should be really proud. And I thought, one, what an awesome guy. And then it kind of took me for a moment. You actually came and had a drink with us after there. Yeah, and it it took me by surprise. Um, And he said, everyone in the industry is looking at you guys and you're really ruffling feathers and creating waves. And I thought, that's awesome. That's awesome that the team's been able to do that. Um, Yeah, it was really, that was a moment. It's, you know, I, you know, I don't like the word luck, but I like the definition of luck being, you know, the crossroad between uh, preparation and opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. So you had all this great preparation mm-hmm. and then just being able to work with someone like Nick was an amazing opportunity, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I want to just sort of dig into the Mowbray factor mm-hmm. uh, and give Nick... The Mowbray effect. <laughs> give Nick sort of some, some love. Yeah. Uh, I, I know that there's... It's so easy to target someone like that when they're successful. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I've seen, you know, firsthand for, for, for all this time that I've known him and he's just a machine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what are the things that you look at and go, wow, uh, that is that has been such an incredible asset to mm-hmm. have a guy, a guy like that in my corner? God, there's so many. Um, there's so many. I, I per, like personally, I really value his ability to compartmentalize different issues because obviously, you know, he's got a big global toy company. He's got all these other businesses. There are a lot of things that come up, um, but he has that 
innate ability to be able to deal with the problem, close it off, move on, deal with the problem, close it off, move it on. Me, I'm not so good at that. I am all consumed by the issue until it's resolved, which it, it just can't be. So I think that's that's a huge – I hope to be able to, you know, be at that level one day where I can do that as well because it's not only him who's who's good at that. His sister's great at that. His brother's great at that. They're just dealing with such an amount of volume. Um, it's an incredible skill. Um, and then in terms of business and how he's helped me with Monday, one, he's mainly given me the confidence, right, to be able to do it. Um, you know, I've obviously got marketing experience, but business experience I have next to none. He obviously has relationships with retail as well. And just his vision, his ability to be able to think so big. Like mm. I remember launching Monday and I said, right, we'll launch in New Zealand. We'll wait a year. We'll do Australia. We'll wait a year. We'll do US. We'll wait a year. But but by year two, we'll be in, you know, six different markets, which which is all driven really by him and his ability to be able to think big because, yeah, it's it's really unique. It's kind of funny because Nick has a business school, right? Mm-hmm, he and, is. And I've been uh, in Nick Mowbray University yeah. for two years, I tell people, two uh, and a half years now. And, and I've met all these young guys yeah. that are working with him yeah. and they all say the same thing. It's like it's literally uh, going to school yeah. uh, and, and they, they are machines and yeah. I'm, I've got no doubt that – a ton of them are going to start their own companies yep. and I think Nick will be supportive when they do that. Mm-hmm. What are the things that you look back now and go, wow, okay, that is a skill uh, I didn't have and now I, I do have thanks to Nick? Yeah, I think I'm super lucky just by osmosis, right, being around him, absorbing, you know, having dinners with some incredible business minds like, you know, Rob Fife of Air New Zealand, just being able to sit opposite him, asking him questions or Jeremy Moon from Icebreaker. We stayed with him just before we launched Monday and it's I'm in a really unique position to be able to ask these questions that a lot of people wouldn't be able to, to to the best business minds in New Zealand, right, the country has ever seen. But I think... They all say the same as they just say, just have the confidence, have the confidence to do it, have the confidence to just keep pushing. A friend said to me a while ago, you know, it's business is about being hungry and it's about being determined and it's about persistence. And if you're persistent, it will pay off because, you know, if you're taking two steps forward and one steps back, you're still moving at a step at a time. So you just need to keep pushing through. And I think in terms of my personal skills that I've learned, God, you know, I was never good at with numbers. I was never, ever good at numbers. I hated maths. I dropped maths at sixth form. So that side of the business, I've had to learn, you know. I've had to learn what net profit is. I've had to learn what margins are. I've had to learn how to calculate all that. Um, you know, even just simple things like retail margin. And I've had to learn all those terms and lingos and small things like POS. That's point of sale. I didn't know that. We didn't need to know that in PR. Yeah. So it's all the stuff I've just learned in two years, which has been incredible. And it's and it's and it's all testament to him being next to him day in day out, um, absorbing it all. Nick's very generous as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, generous with his thoughts uh, and sharing ideas. When you think about a common misconception, though, that maybe might be out there about Nick, what do you think the biggest one would be? I think the biggest misconception is he does it to make more and more money or wealth for himself. I think I can I can actually say honestly that is not the case. He he is now in this space where 
he's proven his success. He's got to kind of where he wants to be, the goalpost he wants to be. And now he's trying to do it all again, but he's bringing people along for the ride. And I think that is one, a very unique position to be in. And two, it is very generous because he's giving all his time essentially to these young, hungry, ambitious people that cross his path. And he's giving them a platform um, to make these brands go global. And I don't know if they necessarily would without his support. And he does, he is constantly giving all his energy, all his time um, to all these new businesses because he wants to see other people succeed. Yeah, I mean, I've certainly hung out with all of them and heard them talk (laughs) about Nick and it is somewhat religious. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, I I know how much he means um, to them. I I kind of almost want to go back to what you said before Mm -hmm. around that supermarket exercise Mm -hmm. because I think there's some value in that for Mm -hmm. people. If you're young, old, whatever, and you want to start something new, how much value do you think there is in walking around a place like a supermarket looking for holes or stale brands that maybe could be you know, reinvigorated? Yeah, I think, well, if you're doing a hair care brand or a beauty brand, before we started Monday, I wasn't only looking at hair care. I mean, I was looking at skincare, beauty brands, makeup brands, fashion brands. I was pulling little bits from everywhere that I looked and I thought, that's cool, that's different. And I kind of pulled that all together to create Monday. So I think inspiration is really important, especially inspiration in the space you're selling to, which in my case is millennial and Gen Zs, looking at that space, looking at, you know, what's been done that's cool and um, harnessing that. I think as well it's about products that represent a really important part of people's lives. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at whether it's nappies mm-hmm. or dog food or beauty products. Mm-hmm. These things are really important to people. Mm-hmm. And I think that sort of feels like it's 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 certainly a, a large part of the DNA of why it's worked. For sure. And I always say to my team, we're in the business of building brands, not products. People want to be a part of something. They don't just want to buy something off the shelf and not know the meaning behind the brand. It's really important. You know, for Monday, you know, our bottles are sustainable. We're made with recycled materials. And that's something that's important to this millennial Gen Z audience and to me. And I want people to really get that. All right, I want to kind of talk about Jamie Lupton now as opposed to talking about Mondays. (laughs) All right? We're going deep. (laughs) This is where we cry, Jamie. (laughs) Okay, it's a special guest. No, we're not going to bring anyone else. But um, first of all, I want to say uh, this is, you know, obviously uh, it's an interesting experience for me, you know, interviewing a friend like this about um, a huge success that – Myself and, 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 and all of our other friends are very proud of you and protective as well. I mean, and you know the guys I'm talking about and mm-hmm. and we really want you to feel insulated, but in some ways you can't. You know, you've got to you create something and you sort of push it out to sea. How how's that been on on you if you step away from you talking as a as, as a business leader? Yeah, it's definitely been a bit of a struggle to launch something which is actually your baby. I consider it my second born. Frankie, my little French bulldog, is my first. But Monday is my second. And I think it's really hard not to be emotional um, around certain criticisms or if someone doesn't like your product or it's your baby and you want to protect it. But I think that's something that I need to learn is just to step back and, you know, it's not personal. It's just... How's that going? (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I'm working on it, you know, and it's a work on for sure. Um, Yeah, it's a work on. Well, I know that you, you, I want to talk about your wellness practices and Mm -hmm. the things that you've found that are valuable. And I'm always talking to you about bits and pieces as well. So 
what are the things that you have found useful? I think this day and age, it's such a digital space we're all growing up in. We just need to get away from our phones. Um, the biggest thing for me is putting my phone away. Um, I let my team know, otherwise they think I did it once and they thought I'd dropped off the face of the planet when I didn't get back to them within two <laughs> minutes. But it's important just to, just to step away, you know, go for a walk, catch up with a girlfriend, just get away from the business. Um, I used to always look at Nick and think, God, it's all consuming, isn't it? He's, you know, he always talks about work. And now that's me. Like I'll be going for dinner with friends and I realise I've just sat here talking about work. So it's really important to step back from it and still kind of find yourself within the business because um, it can be all-consuming. What about when your boyfriend is also part of the business? <laughs> I mean, that's a hu- the huge question I think people want to know the answer to is you're in a relationship with someone, mm-hmm. you're in a business with someone. During COVID, you guys were literally mm-hmm. in a room together yep, for two bunk months. Yeah, down. <laughs> I mean, g- give us give us some – I mean, I know the inside, but t- t- yeah, t- tell, tell you everyone. you do know the inside. Listening. I don't know. Yeah, I think, again, I keep using the word all-consuming, but it is. And I think the funniest thing is, is I'll, I'll have a laugh with my team in the morning because, you know, I send like a midnight message, hey, guys, I don't have the sales on this or something. And they go, oh, you were messaging late. It's literally because as I'm going down to sleep, I'm just about to sleep, <laughs> and Nick will say to me, what were the sales at Coles last week? And I'll say, uh, let me just quickly check in with the team. So it's so funny. It's like, yeah, it's fun. It's hard to get away from. But at the same time, you know, we'll go to dinners and we come up with some of the best ideas when we're sitting there just brainstorming. It's supposed to be a date night. We're not supposed to be talking about work. But that is when some of the beauty and some of the incredible ideas come from. So it's a catch-22. It's, it's quite the pillow talk, though, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. Very romantic over here. Yeah. <laughs> Our Monday hashtag goals are simple, to add a little bit of affordable luxury to your everyday. So hearing how much you love Monday and seeing your pics means the world to us. Keep it coming and don't forget to tag us at Monday Hair Care. I guess you look from the outside, you see um, a young, um, attractive PR Thanks, pro. Dom. Dom's hitting on me now. Yeah, <laughs> Can we turn the mics off? <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help myself. <laughs> Yes, that's exactly what I'm doing, Jamie. This is the perfect time, I thought, to do that. Yeah, to um, propose. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, what, what, what I want to get at is the most common misconception you think about you. I think the biggest misconception is people think I'm only here or in this position because of my boyfriend, um, obviously being Nick. But at the end of the day, I think everyone who's close to us or in our circles can see how hard I worked. Um, to make Monday what it is. Um, so I think that would be the biggest misconception. Look, Among I, many, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, if I can add to that, I mean, it's, you know, you're incredibly smart and you were on your way to an incredible career in Sydney. So this is, you know, just an, an interesting plot Till twist. I moved back for love. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows where you would have been, right? You're in Sydney, a great PR career, yeah. and you moved back here for love. Yeah, I did. I didn't see that in the woman's day, though. <laughs> <laughs> I would have liked to have read the Lupton moves to New Zealand for love. <laughs> uh, I, I don't like to use the word tall poppy because I think it's just so overused. But but from my time in America, I always tell people, I go, it's just buzzkill, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's so much more fun to ideate in America because people are just more supportive. Like, oh, that's cool. That could work. Mm-hmm. We're here. It can be like, that's a buzzkill. Mm-hmm. How have you found 
that experience, especially, you know, after moving back from, from Australia? Yeah, I've definitely experienced it among lots of women, I think, starting out um, businesses, successful businesses. Um, I had an old friend say to me once, people in New Zealand have a really interesting mindset. They think if you're doing it and you're successful, they should have it. They should be doing that. But actually, if they would get in the arena and try and do something as well, then they might be able to create something that's successful. Just because I'm doing it doesn't mean I've taken it away from someone else. Um, We've worked extremely hard to get Monday where it is. Um, And I'm proud. And I think it's really hard in New Zealand to be proud of something as well because people tend to not be happy for success or try and bring you down. And again, like you say, be a bit of a buzzkill. But I think it's been an interesting lesson. I will never... You know, personally, I will never do that to someone else. If they've got success, I'm forever now championing brands, championing people who are doing the same thing. I think it comes sometimes from a a scarcity mindset Mm -hmm. as opposed to an abundant mindset, Mm -hmm. which is maybe the fact that we are small and there's there's not that many of us. And I think that when the metric becomes money as Mm -hmm. well, people would look at your situation and go, oh, she's going to be so rich. Oh man, it's so unfair. It's so uncool. Yeah. But that's, if you make that the reason why you do something, it's, it's, it's completely wrong anyway. There's so, there's so much to be learned from the story. For uh, sure. And especially now, talk about now, post COVID and mm-hmm. this new world, mm-hmm. how much things have changed when it comes to launching your own thing? I th- yeah, I, I don't know if much has changed. I just think the way we launch brands has changed. I think people can still get out there and make a successful brand, even though we've got this quote-unquote new normal or unprecedented times. I think now more than ever, people are open to change. People, you know, it's kind of given everyone a bit of a shake-up, so it's a perfect window for people to come in and do something. It's just how we do it might change a little bit. You know, we won't be out there doing big events, I don't think, anytime soon. Well, not in other countries anyway. It's just been a bit more nimble, a bit more digital um, in the way we approach things. I think a lot of people would love the support of a Georgia Fowler, right? Mm -hmm. Or someone that's uh, a strong brand, uh, but also someone who's a a huge supporter. I mean, I've talked to you about this, you know, since it happened. You're like, Georgia's texting me three or four times a day. Mm -hmm. How are we doing? She's not someone who's getting cut a check yeah. and, and just doing a couple of posts. Yeah, right? she's completely dialed into the brand. And I think it, it was awesome because we were friends in primary school. You know, she'd come out to my family farm and we'd be riding motorbikes around and hanging out, playing tennis together. We were in the same tennis team. Um, and I think it's awesome to be able to reconnect over all this time, all this time later, and be able to reconnect and chat about Monday. And, you know, I reached out to her team. We had a meeting in New York and it all kind of came from there. But it was awesome to get her buy-in, to get her advice, to get her ideas. She's constantly messaging me, hey, how about we do this? What about this? And they're really good ideas that I get the team to kind of implement and and explore further. So she's really dialed in and it's awesome to have a partner like that for sure. Well, I know that, you know, across Nick and Stephen and yourself, Mm -hmm. there's also some big names that you've worked with and helped bring to the table for for the other brands. Mm -hmm. What do you think is is, is the... what would you say is the advice that you'd give to people to get these people to, to, to kind of buy in? Yeah, I think transparency is key. I think um, letting them know your vision from day one really, you know, because I think the important thing is in this digital age we're all living in, you can't just put someone's face to something. It needs to make sense. It needs to be relevant. It needs to marry back to that person themselves. 
Otherwise, the consumer is going to see through it pretty quickly. So I think it's really important to find people that marry into brands nicely and the key pillars align. You know, sustainability is a big, important pillar for Georgia personally and for Monday. So things line up. And I think that's really important to know who you are so you can share who you are with someone else and then they can come on the journey with you. Where did Mondays come from, by the way, the name? The name. So do you know what? It was going to be called something else. We couldn't get the trademark. So we were playing around with all these different names. It was going to be called Friday. Friday looked terrible on the bottle. And then we thought, let's try Monday. And we put it on there and it just worked. And Monday, there's something about it. It's new age. It's It feels it feels future, I think. It feels like a new age future brand. The the, the world that we live in now, mm-hmm. uh, and, and I've spoken to Nick about this and, and it's it's never been a better time to launch something. You used to be in a, in a space where you had to pay hundreds of thousands of dollars mm-hmm, to do TV campaigns mm-hmm. and magazine campaigns. Now we've got social media uh, and, and the way that Monday utilizes that, that's available to anyone to do, right? It is. Yeah, it is. And I think it's important for people to know if you just like, for, for instance, when we started Monday, you know, it was me on the floor cutting out pictures from Pinterest or Instagram that I had seen that I loved. And I thought, that's cool. That's cool. It was literally a huge mood board, which I still have in our office. And that's how it started. I had this really strong, clear vision. And I thought, that's the vision. How do I get there? And then it's looking back, looking at the macro. How do I get, you know, I wrote a list of everyone I wanted talking about our brand. And I was like, how do I get to each individual person to, you know, partner with? And, you know, Georgia was obviously one of those people. And it's just about taking a big step back once you have the vision and working out the pathway getting there um, and pulling in the right people um, to help you achieve those goals. I I find that if it's organic and it comes from the right place, Mm -hmm. most people say yes, at Mm -hmm. least to a conversation. Mm -hmm. Uh, Was that your experience? A hundred percent, yeah. If you you come exactly, if you come from the right place and you say, hey, I saw what you did there, that's amazing, who did you use or how did you do it? I've never said anyone, I've never met anyone or spoken to anyone that says I'm not telling you. (laughs) People are very, people are very open. Um... That's been my experience anyway. And again, like if someone's out there and they're trying to create a business or, you know, and they've seen something that Monday's done and they they want to know, I mean, just email us. Our email's, you know, on our Instagram or on our website and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we will come back to you. We, we want to help other people achieve what we have for sure. Finding that seed, starting that mm-hmm. journey is always the toughest part, right? Mm-hmm. It sure is. And, you know, I've been in that position. You know, Monday is very new. So I remember it very clearly. You know, for Nick, obviously that was six years ago when he started Zuru, but I know how tough it is and the confidence it takes. And that's why, you know, that's why we did this podcast, Monday on the Mic. We really did want to have conversations with people who are following the brand or part of the brand, and we want them to be able to come to us and basically ask us anything if they if they do need help, um, because I think it is really important to create a community that we can support. Well, look again, Jamie, what an honour it is for me. Highlight of my career, really. <laughs> <laughs> To be here, um, we're, we're all very proud of you and, and, and you know, we're, we're excited to see where you take it. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go go. Thanks for joining us for Monday on the Mic. Proudly brought to you by Monday Hair Care. We'd love to hear from you. Slide into our DMs with any questions you'd like to hear answered in the next episode. And if you liked what you heard, don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to this podcast. 